beautiful, beautiful scene. Can you come and dance for just a minute? Can you come on? focuses on the, this uh, section of James. So, if you have your cards, take your notes. Like, it's not quite double space, but there's room to make a note in there. 
objects of using the system. The system. The man. But every culture, every society has a system throughout history. And the purpose of this system Today we would recognize it more as the global economy, and we each uh, have a position, we each make a contribution of it. And uh, it was no different in James, period. So this is a very appropriate image of what uh, this portion of James is about. We have two men on the road, they're talking to one another. In the background is some sophisticated architecture, sophisticated buildings that skilled people would have had to build. There's a religion in there in place. So we've got people telling both sides what's going to happen on the other side. There's certainly politics involved. So the uh, two men uh, are actually discussing something that's important to them. And as in most discussions, especially around the election time, is how well are How's the economy doing? These guys here might be talking about what's the price of rice or wheat. Um, concerns about the family, education, things of that. So they, uh, the system is extremely important part of our life to recognize how we can use that system to God's glory, how we use the system to take these innocent little children and raise them up into uh, God-fearing, loving adults that are ready to take on the next 
But in this uh, section of James, the first chapter 5 and first 6 verses, we're going to talk, talk about how to abuse the system. Um, and we can begin uh, with uh, the first item on there, whoever ignores good, and I capitalize that, uh, sins, to reference to chapter 4, verse 17, chapter 4. And those who, uh, I'll read it. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now, when we talk of good, and I like to look at that word good, we take an O out of good, and what do we have? Yeah, we take the O and put it in God. So when we see the word good in terms in relationship to God, it's common good. What is good for the Lord? What is pleasing to the Lord? My kids would sometimes ask me, Dad, Dad, you think this is good? I said, well, if it doesn't offend God, it doesn't break any God rules. If it doesn't offend your neighbor or your friend or man, well, then go do it. You know, it's an inspiration from God. Go do it. Do it with all you got. No one's stopping you and would likely support you. So when we think often, when we run across that word in the scripture, we, there, uh, it has to do uh, with behavior. Uh, it is, I always interpret that as the common What's good for everybody? So, to have a good system, a godly system, we have to have a god system. And uh, we'll go back to uh, what is the next item on there? What is man's system? We'll go back to Genesis. Because all we have, I mean, sorry, Genesis 1.29, all we have comes from creation. When I was a little kid, I could uh, sleep outside as much as I can to avoid criticism for what I did that. And uh, I'd sit at the edge of the garden nine years old, I discovered that I was made out of atoms. Everybody's made out of atoms. And uh, for me to grow, I got to eat more of these carrots in the garden here and put more atoms in me. Uh, whatever. As I get bigger, I got more atoms going for me. 
Um, but everything that we are physically, everything that we have physically, is either directly created by God or we use what God created to make something for us. But what did we do with that? Genesis 1 9, it, uh, God says, uh, and I like to use the King James this, but essentially, uh, he says, I'm giving this, all this to you, to man, uh, as meat. Meat is muscle. In the King James, it's meat. Hey, I like that. And uh, so it's to get it done. Get the work done that I commissioned you to do, and that is to promote my glory throughout the world. And so at that time, Adam and Eve were with God. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, tell us what to do. But we know a couple chap uh, a chapter later in uh, Genesis 3 6 that uh, uh, the snake pulled up alongside of them. Uh, like I said, he goes, For any man speaking with a fourth tongue, that snake's good. He said, Really? Really? You're, 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 you're going to die and eat that wonderful fruit? Really? Uh, what's really happening here, Eve, is that if you ate that, you'd be like that. You could decide on the Christmas list, so to speak, who's naughty and nice and what is naughty and nice. You could be like God. And you know the rest of the story. They, they ate and they died. Not physically, but they died in the separation of their relationship with their creator who loved them. No longer walked in the quiet pool of the evening and uh, cheered with each other. Then, another chapter later, we see how their parenting went, how their, their system. The Adam and Eve system was working when Cain killed Abel. Pop, I don't like this. Cain then became a builder of cities. He needed brickmakers. He needed masons. He needed farmers. He needed a system to build, promote his image of what the system ought to be. With me in charge. That didn't work out so well. We all remember. And I got sick and tired of it. And sent the flood. And lo and behold, with just the four people left, there was a spirit of pain again. Hey! Let's build a big city. Huh? A big city builder. And on top of that, we're going to build a tower. That ain't going to mess with us anymore. We're going to do all this to make a name for ourselves. Make, give Henry Brown here. A means of making a name for himself. 
take advantage of those clues, not all. To use those little innocents to make a name for himself, not a name for God. Cain's message was, hallowed be my name, not hallowed be thy name. And so our system now, our system, our education system, our economic system, everything is built around me. So it's I belong to or participated uh, in an organization for a while that in this book was the best expression of the material mind. That would be the next note, the material focus again, because what Cain was promoting was we have our identity in our stuff. So in this book here, I don't want to name the author or anything, but it's the clearest description of man's way in city building system to build a city for man. Uh, you and I can make a name for ourselves. And so uh, the book is uh, about a, a man who's unhappy. He's dissatisfied in life. He's got a big salary. Uh, but he's unhappy with himself. His wife is unhappy with him. His children are out of sorts with him. And um, he needs a person. Sounds just like uh, the devil meeting Jesus. Oh, you got a problem? I got a solution. And the man describes how his envy uh, rises up in him. The person that he met was an old associate. Um, who had all the appearances of success and left the organizations 10 years before. And this guy, they met in the liquor aisle at the grocery store, sort of bumped cars. And uh, down and under guy that I looked at and said, wow, this guy is cool. Hey, hi. Uh, he had very 
shoes, jewelry, googling off his fingers, and he was just eaten with envy. Hey, you want to know I'll give you my secrets of success. And the book goes on. You go through all the steps on how to acquire, how to satisfy your heart with more expensive things, more expensive stuff. And the more he was acquiring, the better he was actually feeling. Wow. Uh, not necessarily getting closer to his family, but definitely getting more of what he wants to be in life. And he did acquire a lot. And the kids were pretty satisfied. Put all the stuff in And his wife did enjoy the vacations. So, the, through the entire book, it paints this picture of following the train. Now, the train that I like is the bicycle train. You know, that idea of you know, carrying the rides. In the Bible, it refers to a train quite often uh, where the, the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon with all these things in her train. She was the head, she was the, the engine, but all this stuff followed. When I read that title, there's an old hymn came to mind. Uh, who follows in history? Who follows in Jesus' train? And the last sentence in the book is authors giving thanks. Last but not least, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for saving the room center desperately in the existence. Anything achieved in my life is due to So nowhere in the book where we talk about uh, the grace of Jesus, the grace of God. So what I propose in the next sermon, next week, is we're going to turn this around. And we're going to go to the book and we're going to put Christ in the beginning of the book and see what kind of a system that shapes up, that we can uh, walk away from system of city building, empire building, wealth acquiring, material world, and reach out to our Father for the sake of our children, and follow in Jesus' train. So, um, the next uh, verse there is verse a system of material hoarding. 
follows me in the movie or, or the TV programs to orders. They're always accompanied with a psychologist or somebody to help them out of this demise. But we don't send anybody uh, to hell if they were in antique cars or, or he's hoarding uh, his uh, 401k or other types of hoarding. They probably need Jesus to give them some counsel on how to deal with that. I know I do. 5 2 reads Your riches have rotted, and your garments have become moth eaten. Your gold and silver have rusted. And their rust will be a witness to you and will consume your flesh like fire. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasure. Behold, pay the laborers who mow your fields, work in your factories, waited on your table. Such a cheap, chintzy guy when it comes to ticket businesses. Until I married Susan. And she said it straight. <laughs> the outcry of those who did harvesting your workers have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. Where did we hear that? When the pursuit of gain, as in five, uh, chapter five, verse four, blinded by the pursuit of gain, we take advantage of others, melt the situation for all its worth. <clears throat> and as a product designer, that was one of the hardest things for the marketing department to uh, achieve. What is the fair price that we should charge? And in the illicit market, no, all this stuff, I have all the extra factors. I mean, we can do that. And if somebody has a headache, well, I'll get your headache. Uh, somebody, uh, what do you, what, what do you want me to do? I don't know the factors. You got a headache, I got a cure. So, this heartless uh, human system uh, is self defeating these verses say <clears throat> be preparing you are but, uh, James is telling these people you're preparing your own destruction your own judgment will come upon you and the last verse in here before we go to communion is verse 5-5 which I find 
the most intriguing. You have condemned. You have did luxuriously on earth and led a life of wanton pleasure. You sat in your hearts for the day of slaughter. You have condemned and put to death the righteous man who does not even resist you. People that are actually trying to uh, cooperate with you, you're taking advantage of them as well. And it reminded me of the King James and the account of Lucifer in uh, chapter 11, I think it's verse 14, um, that he even killed and destroyed his own people. And we see it sometimes in other believers. I'm not going down alone. I'm taking you with me. I'm taking others with me. This, this loveless, evil spirit. So the last thing to think about is this. Get out. Get out of this human system that is occupying our, our uh, minds with the value of material, the cars, the things, all the things that we're going to tell you little children, we're going to tell you they're important. Focus on that. And this led them while they're in their most innocence. Get out. Ethan was hollering, get out. Get out! Get out! He drove by the house. All that's left of that house is a hole on the corner of West Wisconsin and uh, not where the pass. There's a hole there. Ethan drove by and there was a fire on the porch. A three-story house, all wood, old. I was in it many, many years ago, 50 years ago or so. He saw the fire, he pulled his truck over, he ran to the door and beat on the door. Get out! Get out! And then he ran up to the next uh, floor. Beat on the door and the people would come to the door all day longer. <clears throat> the house is on fire! Get out! Get out! You know, then he'd run up to the next one. Get out! When he came to the house, the devil, he was still shaking. And the house was gone like that. Three stories. Beautiful home. Ooh. So he acted like the prophet Elijah. But when we celebrate the Passover feast, which is what Jesus was on what we call the Last Supper, they all gathered around the table to remember uh, Moses' command. 
to slaughter the innocent lamb put the blood on the doorpost. The angel of death is coming. The angel of death is coming. And like Ethan's experience, if, no, if they didn't respond to Ethan to get out of that house, they would be dead. Dead. Dead physically. But if we don't fix our minds on the Christ and his system, we're dead. So, on, on the handout, I included a little red dot with an easy button there. Don't take it off now, take it home. And what I'm going to ask you to do is Jesus is our new Moses, the New Testament. Get out of this system. Get in my train. Find safety and security in me and in the Father and in the world to come. And so like Moses told the people, put the blood on his ear, workers. I got the microphone. Commander in chief here is going to ask you to take this little red dot and find some place on your So, there are several accounts of the Last Supper, but I want to read this one in Matthew. So, in one respect, it is the last Passover Supper. But what we're going to uh, celebrate is the New Testament Passover where Jesus provides us protection, that protection we enjoy today, not 1,500 years ago, about, no, 3,500 years ago. So, and this is Matthew, the tax collector's account. Now then evening came and Jesus was reclining at the table with the 12 disciples, as they were uh, eating, he said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me. And being deeply grieved, they each looked at one another, surely not out of words. And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is to go just as it is written on him. But woe to the man who sent the Son of Man to be betrayed. It would have been better for that man Judas, who betrayed him, and how sad is that? 
satisfied. So while Jesus, um, while they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after the blessing, he broke it. He gave it to the disciples, and he said, Take me, this is my body. So let's take the bread and break it as he did. Then when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine uh, from now on until the day when I drink of it new with you and my father's name. And now I'd like to sing to celebrate this blessing, the doxology. Are we ready? Children, listen to us sing the doxology. See how well we're doing. Praise God from I know, Dad. It was, it's hard to go after that. 